Right. Okay. Hello and welcome to Modern Art is Rub Rubbish. Oh, uh, <coughs> did you know I got grade two poetry reading? Are you alright, Tom? By the way, I forgot to say you alright, Tom. Bit I got grade two poetry reading when I was at school. Poetry reading? What? So you just sit, open a book, and read a poem to yourself? Yeah. And you get marked on it. Yeah, we did it as a sort of like a. We did it in the class. That was the whole uh, thing. Yeah, you do your poetry reading, and um, I also you wouldn't believe this for those of you listening. I actually did elocution lessons when I was at school as well. And that was part of the poetry reading. It's a bit like piano playing. But Hang on a second, man. I'm not sure if my um, sound is working. Hello? Hello? Yeah, no, it is. I, right, sorry to interrupt you there, man. Okay, but hang no, on one more time. Hello? Yeah, that's good. That sounds good. Yeah, so it's a bit like a poetry reading. It's a bit like piano lessons. And uh, I know, as I just said, uh, people might find that surprising. That I took elocution lessons but then I changed schools I went to a very posh school when I was a kid because uh, my mum taught uh, was a teacher there so I got it got in for cheap or f- well got in for free all oh, right you mean elocution lessons yes yeah, so I used to speak like that hello 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 my name's Marcus hello <laughs> and um, basically now I you ta- have to slightly raise your voice <laughs> so it sounds a bit silly when you talk that's the proper way, a bit like this. <laughs> proper way, that's the proper way. So anyway, um, I changed schools when I was uh, about 11, 12, and uh, it was a bit bit rougher. It wasn't rough, it wasn't a terrible school, but um, basically to fit in, I had to uh, speak more Essex-like and got in a few fights. I don't recommend kids, if you're listening, get in fights. It's not cool. Go to the teachers, sort it out diplomatically with conversation. Yeah, and some proper Essex talk. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and on that weird tangent, um, got three things I want to talk about. Uh, obviously, no show would be complete without a bit of Banksy talk. So we've got Banksy talk to start off with. We might as well just have a Banksy section on the show. Banksy, Banksy, welcome to the Banksy section. Yeah, well, oh, let's get on with it anyway now because I don't, I like that intro so much. I'm going to go straight into the Banksy story. Basically, um, you know, as we talked about last uh, episode, I think it was about the non-fungible tokens. This idea that people are selling loads of digital works of arts, art, and it's totally digital. And then you buy it and you get a little digital sort of like a, a digital kind of certificate to prove its authenticity. And basically there's a a, uh, a YouTube channel. I don't know what else to call them uh, or a, a group called, they call themselves Burnt Banksy, right? And what they did was they released a video of them doing a so-called sort of like authentic Banksy burning ceremony. And uh, I'll, I'll put a link to the video on YouTube. And what they did was um, a man, a masked man, I call it masked man, but it was just that he had a uh, COVID mask on, um, introduces himself as a group of tech and art enthusiasts. He's representing them. And he sets a light to a Banksy piece in their video. Yeah, so you sent me a link to the video. Yeah. 
So it's about six minutes of a guy burning a Banksy with a cigarette lighter. It's yeah. a Banksy print, isn't it? Yeah. Now it's a Banksy. It's a Banksy print, and it's the it's the one called Morons, and it, uh, it depicts uh, an auction uh, and pointing at a frame painting in a crowded auction room. So it's kind of like a satirical 2006 Banksy work, and they're setting a light to it. I'm guessing that bank. Yeah, so, so they sold it. What did they sell? Was it the video they sold as an yeah. NFT? Do you know? Yeah. So what they did was their their idea, and I put idea in big quotes here, was to create, uh, transfer the value from a physical object over to a digital object. And that they sold the video, so you could buy the video for a certain uh, digital currency, Ethereum in this case. Uh, do you know how much they sold it for? Right, apparently it was purchased for around about $95,000 and it was auctioned for 228.69 Ethereum, which is about $394,000, apparently. At current value? Yeah, at current value. So they've made a tidy little profit from their uh, art stunt. Um, I've actually got their wording, the official wording from Burnt Banksy, and they, this is how they actually explain what they did. Because I'm very dubious, Tom. I don't know about you when you saw it. I thought it was a bit... It just looked like a stunt, to be honest. I think when the guy went on the video, he didn't sound like he knew exactly why he was doing it. And I kind of think it was just a money-generating idea. Well, it's generated money, but it's also asked a lot of questions, hasn't it? Yeah, what people are prepared to spend their money on. Well, maybe what people are prepared to spend their money on, like uh, what the fuck's going on? They're burning a Banksy. There's a yeah. lot of like angry people in the comments. And it's like, uh, is it is is this like art? Is it art to like burn art? It's yeah. kind of asking a question. That kind of makes it art, doesn't it? Anything can be art, but do you know what? I think they were talking about it. People were talking about it in the same breath as they were talking about the Banksy shredding stunt, where he shredded the girl with the balloon in the auction house. Um, that was actually Banksy, though, wasn't yeah. it? I thought that was good. I thought that was a good art statement. This, it just seems like an idea. And they go, oh, let's just do it. Let's just do a bit of this and see what we can do. I, I, I didn't feel it was authentic. I thought it was just a money-making stunt. But that's just my humble opinion. All right. Yeah, so with this NFT, they've sold it for all that Ethereum and they carry on holding a percentage of the value of the video in future. Yes, they'll probably get about, I think they'll probably get about 10% of the real, uh, if it's sold on. And and Banksy, because it's just a video of his work, he doesn't get anything from it, is that right? Nothing. Banksy Nothing, yeah. is going to suffer the effects of poverty because of this. <laughs> don't know why i'm laughing i'm laughing no. at that no yeah no he's not and i'm not we're not laughing about the effects of poverty just for the thing we're just uh, yeah yeah I no think, i, I think was think just banksy saying banksy's right. banksy must be 
all right in terms of poverty. Yes, I think he's fairly... Although I don't think he's driven by money, but nor does he need to be driven by money anymore. But I don't think he has to struggle too much. Yeah, well, uh, we don't really know because we don't even know who Banksy is. No, we don't. And beautifully, Tom, leading us on to the next artist I want to talk about. Because I, I, I just discuss, I just came across this uh, just on Hang my... Hang on, we need a closing section to that, Do you want we? a closing section? That was the Banksy section. <laughs> Nicely bookended, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you should do a little like piano line on it as well. Yeah, I will do. Post editing. Yeah. Post editing, yeah. Now, a short advertisement break. Oh, what a lovely day. There's nothing more than I love her to have a nice cup of coffee and sit here and look at my unique turtle art print. Hello, Tom. Hey, Marcus, how you doing? I'm just sitting here looking at my lovely, unique turtle art print. It's lovely, isn't it? Oh, isn't it a lovely day? You wouldn't be able to, like, do me a coffee as well, would you? Yes, of course I will, Tom. Yeah, I'll just go and make that for you, mate. Oh, I love this turtle art print. You know, I watched the Burning Banksy the other day. Look, I've got my lighter with me. I might try and burn this. Oh, yeah, look oh. at it. It's gone straight up in flames. What's up? Oh, oh, my God, it's totally gone. <laughs> That's it, Tom. You've ruined it. You've burned my turtle art print. I'm going to sue you. I will see you in court in three weeks' time. Three weeks later. Now, so you're suing the plaintiff for burning your turtle art print. Well, let's see now. Hmm... Well, I've never been so insulted in all my life, sir. You should really just go onto modernartistrubbish.com because everyone knows you can download yourself another one and you're just wasting my time. Now get out of the courtroom! So just head over to modernartistrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. So that leads us nicely to artists we don't know about. Um, I was doing my little sort of uh, safari through the world of art on the web. I don't know how else to say what I do when I just click around looking at art bits because I'm not particularly into the Netflix show that I might be watching at the time so I just yeah but maybe safari is an inaccurate term maybe it's you went on a Firefox hunt across the web or yeah. another other browsers are available yeah <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> the same yeah maybe not safari but you know you know it is you just think oh, I need to do some art surfing so um came across this work it's just this guy called the Philadelphia Wire Man. The Philadelphia Wire Man. Yeah, and basically, it's this the the art by the Philadelphia Wire Man is is like 
they're, they're sculptures and they're made of really, really quite heavy wire. So you'd need, no, you couldn't just like bend them with your hands, not like the, like the little chicken wire that you get. You need a proper pair of serious tools to, to bend this wire. And what he's done is he's made kind of like these sculptural bundles of what looks like discarded rubbish. So it could be like bits of cardboard, plastic bags, old bits of radio, bits of rubber, and all made into these kind of like bundles. Or it could be like the bodies of people he's murdered. No, the the Philadelphia wire man, for the record, has not been involved in anything like that, Tom. Why would you even suggest that? I don't know. It just looked like a human heart underneath it. Oh, something. you're getting worried about that, about the particular sculpture, which we will put a link to, obviously, on the website, modernitisrubbish.com. Um, okay, so well, um, that was... Uh, can, can I, like, um, reference my point as being unproven and yes. unfounded comment? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, Possible, I... but totally... Like, out of the blue that I said that. But I heard a quote about lies, actually. I was listening to the radio and someone said that the uh, a lie goes halfway around the world before the truth has even got its trousers on. Interesting. Yeah. So, that's gone halfway around the world already. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically... In about 1982, someone was walking past a uh, what would be accommodate uh, would be described as per, uh, temporary transient home. So, like a home where someone's just moved in for a very temporary period, like probably like a disc, an old uh, diswanted, diswanted, an old disused house that's sort of like partially derelict, and someone's just moved in there, and. Um, they found all these works outside and there's like 1,200 of them. And no one was living in the property and it's been sort of like left empty for a while. Um, so hence why they're only known as the Philadelphia Wireman. Oh, interesting. So no one knows who this Wireman is. Is it possible it could be Banksy? Banksy, he, I've never seen Banksy wire work. Yeah, he would have claimed it by now, wouldn't yeah, he? We all he, know Banksy. He, he likes to claim his work. Yeah, yeah he does. There's <laughs> yeah. always like, yeah, straight away, it's Banksy. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they're, they, they, all they know is they think it, because it's reminiscent of some types of uh, African art, and someone said that there's, it's an area which is predominantly uh, people of uh, African-American heritage live there. So they believe that the guy might be, the artist might be African-American. And they reckon he was quite old. Someone said that they saw an elderly gentleman uh, around that. So that's all that's known or believed, a bit of rumour. But I like So when, when you mentioned 1982, was that... The property was empty since then, or they were found then. Yeah, that's well. They were found. They were found then. So, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a worry. There's this guy indoors, and he's left all these lovely sculptures out for people to see. Someone's come along and just taken the lot, and he gets back, and they're all gone. And they've put them in a gallery. Yeah, they're the Fleischer Ullman Gallery is the, and I'll put a link to the website so you can check them out. But imagine that just turning up and like there's uh, 
all your work's gone. Imagine if he hadn't actually left and he's just found out his entire life's work's been nicked and that was his little open air gallery, which I assume yeah. it would be. If you left them all outside, I assume that you want people to see them. Absolutely, yeah. So there you go. So, so who discovered this artwork? Do we know any no, more about the story? We don't know anything else apart from the fact that in 1982 they were found. I mean, I like them. They remind me a bit of Christo's early works where he wrapped stuff. There's a very Christo-y kind of feel about them. Yeah. And it's a nice pure art because he's obviously he's done it for pure love and he's created his own little signature style and he's he had no Instagram page, obviously because there wasn't. But would the Philadelphia Wire man have had an Instagram page if he'd been around now making his work? That's the question. Or would he have still done the same? Um... Yeah, he might have a uh, an Instagram page now. His works in the gallery, but it'll yeah. be run by someone else, I guess. Yeah. So it's thirty nine years ago this year. So, I mean, if someone did that thirty nine years ago, is possible? Or like we don't know. It's maybe it's likely. I don't know about the statistics of it that this person's not alive anymore. No, I think he's dead now. Yeah. So I like it. I like the kind of fact he's unknown and it's just pure, what I call the purest form of art, really. What I call the pure... I don't know why I call it that and I just made that up on the spot. But it's it seems very pure, his artist yeah, so production. If, if we, like, went into the gallery or bought one or whatever from the gallery or whoever owns these pieces yeah. now and burnt it and sold it as an NFT... A very pure bit of art. <laughs> How would you feel about that, Marcus? Sullied. You would have sullied the artwork. <laughs> the name of the Philadelphia Wire, man. So that's enough of that. I'm not having that. Let's change the subject. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was intentionally upsetting you. Sorry about that, Marcus. Yeah, don't, don't sully the name of the Philadelphia Art, man. Why Art, man? I've changed his name from the Wire, man. <laughs> I only went out to buy a bag of sugar and I've come back and all my work's been nicked. Um, finally, I watched this uh, quite interesting documentary on... Uh, it's actually or would have been on, I suppose, Sky Arts, which is a British uh, uh, arts channel. Um, and uh, they were doing... They've got a series where they recreate lost masterpieces... And it was quite interesting because the one I was watching was about a portrait by uh, Churchill. Really good portrait. I'm looking at it. It's uh, a portrait of Winston Churchill by the artist uh, Graham Sutherland. And it was done in 1954. Do you like it? Do you think it's a good portrait, Tom? I like, um, I don't think I'd want it on my wall. But I guess in terms of like painting, it's probably very well done. It looks well done. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, it's another thing. Like because after watching that video, I just want to burn everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's so many. Oh, Tom, I can't describe. There's so many ironic things. The the fact that you said I wouldn't want it on my wall, and I just want to burn everything. So hear me out. Here's the story. Because in basically there was a competition. Well, not a competition, but like a, uh, the Houses of Parliament. Uh, the British Parliament they wanted to give 
Churchill a gift of a portrait and uh, Graham Sutherland was chosen to do the portrait in 1954 so they now it's a picture of Churchill and he's looking very he's he looks quite like in his Churchill pose he looks like quite strong in his and he's dressed in a suit and but he looks like an old a man who's getting on in his years who's smoked a few too many cigarettes and had a few too many drinks right so it's it's a truthful portrait of Churchill, but also it still shows the man, but it shows him not looking at his uh, most sprightly. Basically, if you saw that, you wouldn't say this is a guy who's like a super strong leader. It's not a great. It's an honest portrait. Yeah, it kind man. of reminds you of <clears throat> Elvis on the toilet in his final minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I, I can see what you're saying there, which is a bit of a shame, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so anyway, he got quite a large sum to do this, which was a thousand guineas. Um, so he spent a lot of time with Churchill. Now, Churchill, as we've talked about previously, in funny enough, our least, our least popular episode, which was Politicians and Art, Funny why that one didn't capture the imaginations of people. That was years ago, that one. It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Anyway. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's not bring that one up. Don't. I won't put links to that one. Um, so he sat with Churchill. Now, Churchill, as I say, was a really, like, quite an accomplished artist himself. So he loved the fact that he was sitting with Sutherland and, you know, they were working together and Sutherland took lots of photos, reference shots, and created this great portrait. And it was presented to Churchill on his 80th birthday. And basically, Churchill wasn't that impressed by it. Um, he kind yeah, of... Yeah, he, he would have obviously preferred to have the photo in his white suit. Oh, yeah, he's the, the Churchill white. Yeah, looking quite cool and trendy, I reckon, yeah. So yeah. basically... He looked at it, and the comment I think he made, I saw the video, was uh, something like, uh, this is a great example of uh, modern art. Now, I think the person, I think the portrait is a great, is one of the all-time great portraits. But however, Churchill found it deeply uh, unflattering. So, it was put up for a little bit, and then suddenly, mysteriously, it disappeared because he didn't like it and his, his uh, Churchill's wife was quite uh, f- uh, realised he was quite upset about it so um, in the end uh, it got it mysteriously vanished wasn't hung up didn't put it on his wall as you said and um, Churchill's wife's assistant apparently was interviewed a few years later and said that she uh, burnt it wow so there's been the quite um well, there's there's that the second piece to be burnt. I made yeah. up the um, I made up the wireman's piece being burnt, but yeah, it's like we've been talking about burnt art quite a bit. Now. There's a lot of burnings, and there was no video, of course, at that time, so there was no NFTs. It's just purely burnt. Now, yeah, so um, basically, what the show did, which was really interesting, is they used like modern techniques and they used full reference photos and they re- recreated the painting 
using they digitize use digitized versions to print and then to paint it and it's incredible they've actually recreated it almost uh, you know this lost burnt masterpiece has now been recreated by the program well for the program so so what did they do with this like recreation they gave it to everyone who didn't like Churchill because Churchill was so offended by it they could just give it to his enemies <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! The one, what the ones that don't like the Churchill statues? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who they are, but there, there must be many people who don't like him. I'd imagine. Yeah. See. Yeah. There, I, I think there might be a few. There might be a few, but. See, I think it's a really, really good. I mean, I, I've always been a massive fan of Graham Sutherland. And we may, we will talk about him more in future episodes because. He he's a really great artist. He he mostly did a he was mostly famous for doing landscapes and also doing he was a a war artist. So commissioned warm. He did, what he had warm hands. Oh no, not war. War. <laughs> <laughs> a war. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will put a link to the show if, if anyone can watch it. Hopefully, uh, anyone who's not in the UK uh, can find a way of watching it. Uh, I watched it on what's called Now TV. So, I, and I was not sponsored to say that just for the uh, for the thing. But that's Now TV, watch <laughs> it because Marcus said. <laughs> Never have I seen such a nonsense. I'm so insulted. Well, I was trying to do it like Elvis, sir. You wanted to look cool, didn't you? So, Tom, that is the end of our burning things episode by the sound of it, isn't it? It's just, there was just a lot of fire. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot um, of fun. Yeah, no, I, that was uh, interesting. So, like, so that artist, that last one was Graham Sutherland. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him. And then there was the mysterious wire man. That yeah. is quite fascinating. Yeah. And then the burnt Banksy, which yeah. seems to have stuck with me throughout this episode. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fire. It's like, it's like, it's like we've been inspired by the crazy world of Arthur Brown. It's like we could have some like uh, fire engine sirens going on in this episode. Yeah, I can't afford uh, the uh, copyright fees for playing the moves. Get the fire brigade though. Very good song. I will put a link to it. Yeah, but we could do like our own version of Ghostbusters or something, couldn't we? Uh, we could do. <laughs> what, what on the spot? <laughs> Pod Podbusters. If it's burning art, who are you going to call? Enough. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Oh, okay. uh, really? Yeah, copyright. Yeah, but what about if I sang it really badly? Sing it really badly. Yeah, like uh, with different notes. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. We can we do could. that. Yeah, I changed the words, didn't I? Yeah, you did. So we have to be careful. Okay. Well, I can't be. I can't be bothered now. <laughs> <laughs> it's typical me, isn't it? Like get all legal and ruin the flow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much to you in Podland for listening to us. If you like the show, if you can mention it to your friends that you like the show and say, "Listen to Modern Art is rubbish." 
because it's very good and informative and fun. Um, and if you head over to modernartisrubbish.com, you can subscribe to our mailing list and you'll find links to all our social media thingies. Um, I think it's just buys then, Tom. Goodbye! Bye-bye. Bye-bye.